It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Coming up on this week's Eastern Conference edition of the Locked On NHL podcast. Two teams that are very familiar with being atop the standings are on streaks of their own. We'll get into the Boston Bruins just chugging along and the Tampa Bay Lightning rounding into proper form. Are the Detroit Red Wings for real? What's going on with the Toronto Maple Leafs? And my Ottawa Senators are no longer dead last in the conference. We'll get into all that and more on this week's Eastern Conference edition of the Locked On NHL podcast. It's your team every day. Your Locked On NHL, your daily podcast on the National Hockey League. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome inside another edition of the Locked On NHL podcast, your team every day. This is the Battle of Ontario edition. I'm Ross Levitan. You can find me every day at Locked On Ottawa Senators alongside Mike DiStefano from Locked On Maple Leafs. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions do apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Today is Wednesday, January 24th, and the schedule is heating up before the All-Star break. There's a few games left, and Mike, I got to lead this show shamelessly with Shane Pinto. Look, we talked about it when he got a 41-game suspension, one of the longest suspensions in NHL history, and we love a good comeback story. Shane Pinto returned to the lineup on Sunday against Philadelphia, gets an assist in that game, and then scores against the Montreal Canadiens. Two points in two games for Shane Pinto, and it's no surprise that the Senators win both those games. I was going to say, a pair of wins as well. And yeah, Shane Pinto, man, he's a good player. And it was definitely a big blow when they found out that they were going to be missing him for the entire season. Uh, but he's back now, and hopefully, you know, he can get the, you know, the, the train rolling out there in, in, in Ottawa. It was, it was supposed to be a, a stepping stone year where this team finally was competitive from pillar to post to make a playoffs, but clearly it didn't turn out that way. Uh, I am curious. Like, do do you still expect them to try and be competitive? I mean, at this point, I, I like, would they prefer to finish outside looking in as opposed to, you know, bottom of the pack? 
No, I think you're looking to win every game. You really are. And I get that it's kind of counterproductive. They have their top picks, though. They have their core of what yeah. they're going to be. They're not rebuilding, right? And what in this draft, there's no not there's no Connor Bedard. There's no Austin Matthews. You're not trying to tank for a guy who can immediately come in and score 30. This draft, and Bob McKenzie just did his first midseason draft rankings, it feels like there's a lot of defensemen who typically take a year or two to develop. So I think the difference between drafting sixth and drafting 13th versus the difference of having a team playing the right way under a coach that is actually teaching a proper system, it's just not worth it in terms of the the losing mentality that we've seen Ottawa be victim of and we've seen Buffalo be victim of. Like Once you get into that spinning your wheels loser mentality, it's hard to get out of. I'm just going to throw one last stat at you, Mike. In his career, Shane Pinto's played 101 games. He's had points, at least a point, in 40 of those games. How many wins do you think Ottawa has in those 40 games where Shane Pinto has recorded a point? 38. You think they're 38 and two in 40 games? That's These the Ottawa senators. <laughs> you know in what? Case, four. No, it's not far. You're 33. You're not far off. They're 35 and five in the 40 games that Shane Pinto has a point. And this is a team who's like 26 in the league over that over that stretch of game. So yeah. it, it it can't be overstated how important he is to that team. And it's just great to see him back smiling. I think just hockey fans in general, like anyone who's played hockey knows like the feeling when you get when you're out there just with the with the guys that you go to battle with and everything. So I'm just happy to see him back. And I want to get that in at the start of the show that it's great to see Shane Pinto back contributing former second round pick out of the University of North Dakota. Now, Mike, we talk Leafs. Hold on. It was also, it was very nice of him to take a league minimum deal. I know he wanted lots of money at the beginning of the season. Remember the holdout before the suspension? He was holding out. And then all of a sudden he comes back, tail between his legs. Yes, I will take league minimum and get it going this year should be noted that he can actually sign extension whenever. And it sounds like there is work being done on him signing a five, six year extension. They see him as a part of the future of this team. And I mean, after uh, as they should for sure. Now, um, Ottawa winners of four of their last six games, they're four, one and one in their last six, all four wins in regulation. Mike, you know where I'm going with this. The uh, Sens and Leafs have the same number of regulation wins so far this year. Uh, is there a level of concern in Leafland right now? Yes, I guess is the answer to that question. I, the the regulation win conversation kind of has gone away a little bit. Like I know that that was a big topic conversation earlier in the year where the Leafs were tied with like the San Jose Sharks through the first like two months of the season. Um, they've won a couple more since then, I suppose. And they're no longer down at the very bottom in regulation wins, but in general, big picture, I think there certainly is always going to be a little unease with Toronto based on how inconsistent this team has played. Uh, they got a tough matchup tonight. They're taking on the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, they're, they're at home, but their home splits have not been great, especially with Ilya Samsonov in net, who, again, is going to be in net. It's his first consecutive start uh, that he's had to make since early December, so There'll be a lot of eyes on him. So uh, I think for sure there's going to be a little bit of uneasiness in Leafland until you kind of figure out, all right, what kind of nights it going to be for Sammy? Is he going to uh, allow every single shot to go past him like we've seen against Buffalo and the Columbuses? Or can he put forward a good night and take another step in the right direction like he did uh, this past Sunday against the Kraken? 
it's going to be an interesting game. And what would you say to John Tavares fantasy team owners? No points in eight games. That's a career long for him, but is it puck luck or is it something that fans should be even more concerned of? Both. Both, I guess, is the answer. Like, yeah, there's been a little bit of poor puck luck. He, you know, he's he's hitting some posts. He's gotten robbed a few times. Um, but ultimately, it's pretty inexcusable, the lack of offense that you're getting from a guy who the least pay $11 million to slap the C on his chest, and he's just giving you nothing. Nothing. Not even, like, no power play, no five-on-five, no nothing over the last eight games. And if you look at the five-on-five scoring, he's got one since they returned from Sweden. One five-on-five goal since coming back from Sweden. That was back in, what, mid-November? Mid-November, yeah. Back. It's like 28 games, I think, since then. Uh, so to have one five-on-five goal in 28 games, making $11 million, it's not great, Bob. It's not great. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of a lot of chatter about what's going on with Tavares. But he's had a tough schedule, I'll say that. Not just you know the opponents that they've played, but they're playing essentially every other night, and they have – uh, over the course of the last month. So there's some tired legs. Uh, I think Sheldon Keefe alluded to uh, the tired legs not too long ago about John Tavares. So with the upcoming all-star break, and then they get a week off uh, ahead of time, I'm hoping that means that uh, he can rest himself up, recharge, and be good to go for a second half surge. The Toronto Maple Leafs sit in fourth place in the Atlantic Division, and it's been a bit of a shuffle right now with Tampa Bay winners of seven of their last ten, six of their last seven, and the Detroit Red Wings rolling as well. They just lost to Dallas last night, five to four. However, they're seven, two, and one in their last ten games. So Detroit's only one point back of Toronto. The Leafs do have two games in hand. The Leafs have three games in hand on Tampa, but sit one point back. So the shuffling continues in the Atlantic Division, despite one and two separating. The Boston Bruins are seven points clear of the next team, which is the Florida Panthers. And then Florida is five points clear of Tampa. And they also have two games in hand there. Tampa, or sorry, Florida and Boston have both played the same number of games at 46. So coming up, we're going to look in to the big, bad Boston Bruins and the Tampa Bay Lightning, both rounding into form. Is it sustainable? We'll discuss that next. This is Locked On NHL, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Indeed. Look, if you need to hire, you need Indeed. It's that simple. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates fa faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 0.93% of employers agree. 93% <laughs> of employer employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. 93% of employers. And that's according to a recent Indeed survey. When you're looking at hiring the best candidates, you don't want to have to sift through the garbage. You want to find them fast. You want to find the right people. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs even more visibility at Indeed.com slash locked on. So all you have to do is go to Indeed.com slash locked on right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. So Indeed.com slash locked on terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. 
What's up, guys? Trey Matthews of Locked On Devils here, and let me tell you about Discover Debit Cash Back. Wings for the game? Boom, cash back. New lucky jersey? Boom, cash back. Even a last-minute ice run could score you some cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. Look in sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the W, but you know what's a guaranteed win? Discover Cashback Debit. Oh, and did I mention there are no fees, period? I'm telling you, this one is a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Welcome back to the Locked On NHL Podcast, your team every day. We're a part of the Locked On Podcast Network where we have local experts on the biggest stories. And look, sports, it's a place to get away. It's a place to be able to see your favorite players go up and down the ice, score goals, fight, hit, all of those things. But some things are bigger than hockey. And in 2018, the Team Canada World Junior Team had an investigation begin against them for alleged sexual assault that occurred during their function in the offseason in London, Ontario. And today, London police have summoned five players from that World Junior Team to surrender in association with that investigation. No charges have been laid officially. No players have been announced. But Mike, it sounds like we are getting closer to closure in this long, drawn-out process where, I mean, you have to just feel for the victim that's been first abused and then also dragged through this media elongated process. It sounds like closure might be around the corner. Yeah, it's it's been a long, long investigation, obviously. And, and yeah, it, you know, we got word that uh, Katie Strang did a great job of the athletic and Rick West said at TSN reporting, you know, what's going on. And uh, we started to see a string of announcements from teams about specific players that were taking indefinite leave of absences. And just so happens that all those players do happen to be part of that 2018 Team Canada team. So, you could put two and two together. Uh, again, no official names have been announced, but it sounds like, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to get a conclusion to this and we'll find out what comes next. And when the names do b become released, we will discuss that. But as it stands right now, I think it would be irresponsible for us to say anything else. But the fact that the Globe and Mail is reporting that the five players have been summoned by London police to, uh, to continue on or as a conclusion to their investigation and there could be charges pending. So um, Globe and Mail doing the research on that and uh, as things become available and public, we will discuss them on Locked On NHL. But we just want to send our heart to the victim of this situation and uh, we hope that they get the closure and help that they need going forward and that the law does its job in all this as well. Hard to move on from a topic like that, but back to the hockey world where, I mean, we are covering the Eastern Conference here and like the Boston Bruins just won't go away. They they won't go away every year. Oh, they've lost this guy. They've lost that guy. But at the end of the day, the Boston Bruins are a sum of their parts. They're, they don't allow high quality chances. I watched them dominate the Winnipeg Jets last night on, uh, or sorry, on Monday night. And it wasn't even close. Like Winnipeg had, 10 shots on goal going into the third period, Mike, like wow. they give up nothing. 
apparently if you ask Rick Bonus, Winnipeg played a beer league game uh, that night. But yeah. I mean, yeah, a lot of the credit does have to go to the Bruins. And look, I mean, it, being a guy who's in that division covers the Leafs on a daily basis. You know, I, I've, I know what it's like to play Boston regularly. They're a good team. They're a tough team, physical team, and they're a deep team. And it doesn't matter who leaves your right. It's next man up. Like, no Bergeron, no Krejci. All good. We got Pablo Zaka. He's going to step up. Charlie Coyle's going to step up for us. We're going to have Jake DeBrusque come in. Oh, Tuka Rask is retiring. All good. Jeremy Swayman waiting in the wings. Like, the guy's having a, a Vesna worthy season like it's unbelievable what the guys have been able to do um and again you know they just seem to be ripping off big time streaks after big time streaks they've won what five in a row i think it is at this point now just check double checking here but uh yeah five straight games that they have won and uh man it's just they just keep chugging it's the only way you can say it. it it doesn't matter who they lose who gets hurt who's not on the team anymore who's in goal they just keep chugging and winning games man it's it's impressive stuff it really is man like i was gonna say is it sustainable it seems like it because it's not like it's, it's anything two, new yeah it's, i was gonna say it's been two years but it's been a decade man <laughs> it's been a decade like <laughs> realistically do but they yeah, have an achilles they, heel uh, like you would think it's down the middle. Like when you stack them up against some of the best players in the NHL and some of the best teams rather in the NHL and you look at them, boom, boom, boom on a chalkboard down the middle, it seems like they're weak, but they're winning games. You know what I mean? Like, sure. You know, if you match up down the middle in Toronto, let's just say, cause I know the team well, uh, or even if you want to go with Tampa, if you want to use that team, like Zaka and, and, and Coyle, is nowhere near point and I don't know if you want to put Sorelli at two C Stamkos at two C like they're just nowhere near that, but they're still winning hockey games. So it doesn't even matter. I'm at a loss for words with this team because they are just chugging along. They're just playing their own game and there's nothing anybody can do to stop them. Got to respect they, it. They, they, they only have one game. In the last how many? I, I actually need to find this out because it's actually unreal. They lost 6-5 to Pittsburgh on January uh, 4th. Outside of that, December 23rd was the last time that they did not earn at least a point in a game. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Pretty that's, insane. Uh, that's 14 straight games with a point for the um, – or sorry, not 14. Uh, 13 out of 14. They had the one Rip. loss in there. Pittsburgh. Which again is is insane because if you go like I'm looking at the roster right now on daily faceoff, they've got a terrific blue line and and look, this team is built from the back out. Obviously, they've got a two man tandem in net in uh, Lena Solmark and Jeremy Swayman, both of them being elite elite goaltenders. And then on the back end, like they've got Charlie McAvoy, who's a beast. They got Lindis, uh, Hampus Lindholm, obviously. Brandon Carlo and Matt Grizzly have been there for a while now. And they brought in Chad Kirk, who's, you know, pretty solid third pair of guy along with big bad Derek Forbert. So they got the blue liners. But you look at this like forward group outside of Pasternak and Marshawn, there's no stars on this team. Like down the middle, like I said, you got Charlie Coyle, Pavel Zaka, Morgan Geeky, and Jesper Boquist. Like, that does not scream division winner, cup champion, t- contending uh, team down the middle. 
Like that just that's not what that says to me. You got JVR as your second line winger at the ripe age of like 36 years old. You've got Jacob Lauko playing some big minutes as your, you know, third line winger. It's it's insane to me that these guys just continue to to play. It doesn't matter who's in their lineup. They're continuing to chug along and win hockey games. They certainly are. And if you look at that stretch from December, from Christmas, uh, David Pasternak is tied for first with Nathan McKinnon in National Hockey League, scoring with 23 points in 14 yeah. games. Charlie Coyle has 17 points in 14 games. Marshan 16. And Jake DeBras, point per game at 14 and 14. They're also just getting phenomenal goaltending when called upon. Um, you basically have two all-stars in there. And it seems like they've began leaning towards Jeremy Swayman, who started 25 games this year and has three regulation losses. He's 15-3-7 with a 9-23 save percentage. And then, um, you know, Linus Elmark is right in the mix up there as well. They were almost playing it like a peewee situation where, you know, they'd, they'd alternate starts. But um, so far now, Swayman has pulled ahead a little bit. Linus Elmark played, played 21 eight. games. Swayman's played eight of the last ten. There you have it. So they are leaning towards Jeremy Swayman. He's calm, cool, collected. He tried to go for a goal against Winnipeg. Uh, he's got three shutouts on the year, and he's just a does, star. So the Boston Bruins, man. Does Omar become a trade candidate at some yeah, point? Yeah, like them to get better down the middle. Like I know we 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 we're talking about how well they're doing, and it doesn't matter about the personnel. They just seem to keep chugging along and winning games. But yep. come playoff time, you'd hope that Charlie Coyle is not your number one center. I found a pretty good quirk in the uh, in the in the contract for Linus Allmark. So this year he has a 16 team team no trade list. Mm-hmm. Next year he has a 15 team no trade list. I wonder how hard that negotiation was. One team gets dropped. That's bizarre. Okay, isn't, sure, isn't it? Um, but yeah, he's got this year and next at a five million dollar cap hit, um, and he's only making. 4.5 in real money next year. Man. But I think for them, like that's their strength of their team. And last year though, they didn't even use it. Remember they didn't go to Swayman in the playoffs until it was way too late. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of teams out there that I think would be very interested in Alinas Olmark. Um, New Jersey would be another one. Carolina probably should have some interest there. So there's a lot of teams that I think should be calling and, uh, if I'm boss and I'm at least listening, because again, if, if you're only going to play this guy two out of every 10 games, you might be better off getting yourself a, a top six centerman, uh, you know, maybe even a, a couple of pieces uh, to upgrade that forward group. And certainly down the middle, they could use a little bit of help. Let us know in the comments on YouTube, what should the Boston Bruins do before the NHL trade deadline? On the other side, we'll discuss a team that is likely not going to do a whole lot. They don't have much flexibility, and they've already said that Steven Stamkos, the pending UFA, ain't going anywhere. They will reassess that situation in the offseason. But we'll discuss the Tampa Bay Lightning next. This is the Eastern Conference edition of Locked on NHL, your team every day. Today's show is brought to you by Sleeper. It's almost a halfway point in the season, and regardless of where we are in the current standings, I want to remind you that you can win big by playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper. It's the official daily fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports, and especially daily fantasy hockey. Because of Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contest. Win 100 times your bet on Sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats you heard me you can win 100 times your bet by playing daily fantasy sleeper all you got to do 
is pick whether studs like Crosby, McKinnon, maybe David Pasternak uh, will record more or less than their sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more in any given game. Uh, you could start winning big when you start paying attention and nail your picks with sleeper use the promo code locked on nhl and you'll get up to a 100 match on your first deposit terms conditions apply that's code locked on nhl see sleeper terms used for details and locational availability have you ever seen an nhl player get off a team bus and think to yourself gosh i wish i could dress that nice well with indochino you can indochino makes fully customized suits that don't require a trip to the tailor to get that perfect fit Recently, I was shopping for a new dress shirt for my upcoming wedding, and when I decided to go with the Hyde Herringbone shirt, I was blown away at all the customization options I had. I could change the type of collar, cuffs, and even decide whether or not I wanted a chest pocket, all while being incredibly affordable, especially given the quality of the product I was getting. New colors, fabrics, and outerwear styles are added regularly too, so it's easy to create your next look. Level up your game with Indochino. Go to Indochino.com and use code NHL to get 10% off any purchase of $399 or more. That's 10% off at INDOCHINO.com with code NHL. Welcome back. Locked on NHL for Wednesday, January 24th. I'm Ross Levitan. For more from me, you can go check out Locked on Senators on YouTube and your favorite podcast platform. Same can be said for Locked on Maple Leafs and my co-host, Mike DiStefano. We're with you every Wednesday here on the Locked on NHL channel. Update on the situation we discussed coming out of the last break. The London Police Service is anticipating a press conference on Monday, February 5th. So Monday, February 5th, the London Police Service is going to have an update on the investigation into sexual assault on 2018 Canadian World Junior Team. So that's February 5th. Okay, the Tampa Bay Lightning, 6-1 and one in their last seven games. They've got the veterans. Is this a case? They've also got one of the top scorers in the league that nobody talks about on a daily basis, Nikita Kucherov. But yeah. is this a team that you kind of maybe... It took a little bit longer once Vasilevsky got back. Everyone anticipated the slow start while Vasilevsky was out. Even when he got back, it was still kind of a slow and steady climb. But are they all the way back now, or is this just a hot streak that we see throughout a season? It seems like they're they're rounding into form. Like they're they're getting back to being who they know they can be. And I think that like like Andre Vasilevsky refining his game of late is definitely a big reason for it. Obviously. I mean, this is a team that uh, def was struggling to keep the puck out of the net when they were relying on a couple of AHL goaltenders to, to be quite honest with you uh, earlier in the year. And, you know, it's not the best defensive team, which is why they need excellent goaltending. And it took Vasilevsky a little bit to get going. You know, there was a little bit of a stretch there to the first few weeks uh, maybe week and a half that he was around where he was giving up a lot of goals but in the course of the last we'll say since the turn of the calendar he's been a little bit better uh he's definitely has been in the month of um in the month of january a 269 goals against which again isn't great but he had a 3.0 goals against in the month of december so he's starting to turn things around and play the style of hockey and the the level of hockey that Tampa needs him to play. And then you mentioned it. They've got a dude out there who does not get talked about enough in Nikita Kucherov, 
who's just lighting up the league on a nightly basis. It's incredible uh, what Kucherov's doing. He's got 80 points this year. First, leads first the NHL. The yeah, leads the NHL with 80 points. And I think he had like a five-point night the other night to, to surpass Nathan McKinnon. But like when you got 80 in 47 games, 31 goals, I might add, um, dude, dude's just an absolute beast. Uh, and you got a couple of that with obviously, uh, Steven Stamkos and Braden point, uh, you know, Anthony Sorelli, Brandon Hagel, Victor Hedman on the back end. Like that, that's still a good team. Like that's, that's a team that's going to make the playoffs. John Cooper behind the bench. They're going to make the playoffs. And, um, for teams in the Atlantic, it's it's going to be scary. As, I guess they could end up with one of the crossover teams uh, as well, I suppose. Uh, whoever ends up making the playoffs, it, it's not going to be an easy out, man. It's not going to be an easy out. The, the Tampa Bay Lightning, they won a couple cups. They still got that core together, and they're still a pretty darn good hockey team. But they're not going to be able to do anything. They don't have a first-round pick. They don't have a second-round pick. They don't have a fourth-round pick. And they have $0 in cap space. So what you yeah, see but- is what you get. They're going to need more out of Mikhail Sergachev. Like, he, he's a guy who signed sure. a big ticket. Him and him and Eric Chernak this last summer signed huge tickets. Sorelli as well, all in the same day, I might add. But yeah. to me, those two guys need to step up uh, their game for the Tampa Bay Lightning to take the next step in what they're trying to do. Like Sorelli, half a point per game, that would have been good on his last contract. But now that he's making upwards of $6 million, he should be a guy who's contributing a little bit more often for him. Mikhail Sergachev, coming off of his most productive season, he gets his ticket, and the points have just fallen off. He had 64 points last year. He's on pace for about 40 this year. Yeah. Dash 15 was plus 13 last year. They've got some guys deep in the minuses. That Braden point, shocking to see him that far down. And then... um. Steven Stamkos, I mean, at this Locked stage him. of his career, you're not going to count on him as a defensive guru, but like dash well, 21, we got to clean it up. Yeah. Well, earlier in the year, like the team was just, they were eating minuses left, right, and center. Like Jonas Johansson couldn't stop a beach ball. Neither could Matt Tompkins. So uh, I remember looking into it, like the, just before Vasilevsky came back, I think the lightning had given up like the third or fourth most goals uh per game so they they were chewing on minuses like it was their day job unfortunately and they've had to kind of clean all that up uh over the course of the last little bit i think now they're they're plus five goal differential as a team so uh, i'm assuming that the back half the 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 second half of the season probably will see a little bit better numbers from those guys moving forward curious to see how they look on the road going forward as well they're 10 13 and 2 away from home right now that's a record that's got to improve if they want to maintain their spot as a playoff contender this you know what? last season. year they had a similar struggles last year on the road and then uh i think they won a game or two when they were in toronto so i think they ended up doing okay on the road in the playoffs. Well, there you have it. Um, the Detroit Red Wings, fascinating for me this year. And maybe it's a team that's kind of going through that maturing process. I mentioned that they had a loss last night, but before that, it had been a lot of wins. Like they they are as Jekyll and Hyde of, of any team, right? They're on an eight, two, and one right now, uh, eight, two, and one stretch right now. But if you look before that, they were on a stretch of two, eight, and one. So complete mirror. Like who to quote great Michigan native Eminem, would the real Detroit Red Wings please stand up? I don't know please what that is. Up. I don't know what that is, though. Like, it, it realistically, if you look at this team, they've been like this the whole the whole season, not just yep. this last, like, 20-game stretch, also the 20-game stretch prior to that, right? Like, they got off to 
uh, you know, a good start. Yeah, you, you, you were getting goals from Larkin and Debrinkit, like led the league the first two weeks of the season, and then they just completely cratered. And then they went on a decent streak, and then they completely cratered, and then now they're back to winning games again. And it's like, what what is this team, right? They signed Patrick Kane, and then they went on to lose like eight of the next ten games, and then Kane goes out, and now they're winning some hockey games again. I I don't know what to make of this team at all. I know that this was a squad that most people assumed would take a step and would be, you know, one of those teams that buying for one of those final wild card spots. Um, and of like the three teams of them, Ottawa, Buffalo, they have been the team to take that step. But realistically, is can Alex Lyon do it again? Like Alex Lyon's just been a, an absolute beast for them in between the pipes. And if that guy could do it again, I think we got to start talking about him as a legitimate goaltender in the NHL. Yeah. And they're, they're getting a lot of come from behind wins as well. That I think shows that, yeah, maybe they're not mature in terms of getting out to the right lead, but they're never giving up and they're actually figuring out ways to find wins. Even when they aren't really having their a game, they lead the league this season with 15 comeback wins tied with Colorado and with New Jersey. Not bad. So there you have it. Any final thoughts on today's show, Mikey? Did you see the expansion news? Yes, yes, yes. I did. I did. Uh, also sounds like the, the Arizona Coyotes better hurry up and get some land or else it might not be expansion, Mikey. It might be relocation. Well, that's the thing. I mean, I I don't think this team, this this league needs to expand into another, no. into a 33rd team. We're, we're uh, already so at a I, place where if a top six forward goes down, you're you're scrambling. Yeah, like there's there's only so many good hockey players out there. It just is what it is. And I mean, let's be honest, we love the sport, but less and less people are picking up hockey sticks nowadays, right? So um, I don't know. I do love the idea of a team. In, I do love the idea of a team in Salt Lake City. Like it's like a mountain city. Sure. Obviously, there's history of hockey with the O2 Olympics. And right. I, I would love to see it. And the Olympics are going there again, right? So that's on the horizon. I believe it's in 2042. Salt. Oh, now I'm, if I type in Salt Lake City Olympics, I'm just going to get all sorts of. 2002. Yeah. Yeah. 20, 2030. But I mean, like outside of the Utah. 2030. Jazz, outside of the Utah Jazz, they don't have, you know, a lot of teams inside of, you know, in the state. So I think they would be a good fan base. Don't get me wrong. I just don't think we're at a point where the league needs 33 teams. It just, it just, they don't need it. Like if they want to relocate somebody, Arizona being probably the one to to do it with, uh, I, that's probably where I'd be looking at. Not twenty thirty four expansion. Twenty thirty four Olympics will be in Salt Lake City. Twenty thirty, they're going to go to the French Alps. So there you have it. The little Olympic news for you. Cool, interesting. The Are the NHLers going to be there? That's the real question. That is the real question. That's the one we we need a best on best turn. We could do a whole show on what that would look like. And I hope we do get to do that here on the Locked On NHL Network. I can tell you we do have all the hosts covering the biggest stories on each and every platform where you get podcasts, including on YouTube. For more from Mikey, go check out Locked On Maple Leafs. You can find more from me over at Locked On Senators. This has been another edition of the Eastern Conference Roundup of the Locked On NHL Podcast, your team. Every day.
This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.